Hello, I'm John Kenny, the Relationship Guy, and Relationship Coach, helping people to create healthy, intimate relationships. Welcome to the show, the show where we talk about all things relationships with a mix of my own relationship ramblings and some great guests from all walks of life who will be discussing the importance of relationships to them. Hello, when I used to work as a couples therapist and now as a relationship empowerment coach, there's one thing that would be discussed in sessions quite naturally, and that is sex. In a lot of cases, there was a disconnect on things like who initiates it and how often it took place. In some cases, one client may have felt unwanted because their partner would never initiate it or would never really feel like it. And the other way, the other person may have felt a pressure to have it more than they wanted. Even though in most cases, both would enjoy the sex life they had together. If we look at sex in the way that it's portrayed in movies and the generally available media, uh, we would be mistaken in believing that all sexual contact is one fueled by desire. Two people see each other across the room, feel overwhelmed with passionate desire for each other, rip each other's clothes off, have mind-bending sex and break the bed. This portrayal can lead us to believe that there is only one type of desire. But if we look at the sex life of most people, it is nothing like this at all. Well, maybe at the beginning, but not for much longer. And this type of portrayal can make you feel as though how you have sex is was wrong. I remember a line from Friends when Joey and Chandler got free porn, which obviously is now readily available and shows how long ago this was that I was watching Friends. But after watching the porn for a while, Joey was very surprised when they had a pizza delivered and the delivery woman didn't want to stop and have sex with him and it can show you how the the watching of uh, sex on TV can make you believe that it's supposed to happen in a certain way. Now, some people do experience this type of arousal but most do not and neither are right or wrong. Desire is not a prerequisite to arousal either and even when you are aroused, you don't necessarily feel desire. And don't forget that there are actually some people that won't feel either of them. Today, I'm going to discuss the major types of desire, so you know what category you might fall into. Now, the two main categories that you may have read about or heard about are spontaneous and responsive desire. Now, learning which kind of desire that you lean toward uh, and which your partner leans towards can help in creating a sex life that works for you both. Now, what are spontaneous and responsive desire? Well, spontaneous desire is a kind, well, it's actually what it sounds like it should be. It turns up out of nowhere. It is a spark or an eruption of an interest in sex mentally uh, without there necessarily being an external stimulus for it. 
simple examples would be your partner walks past you fully closed and you just get the urge to have sex with them. Or you're just sitting there and feel this urge to have sex. And as mentioned, this wouldn't necessarily lead to arousal and the feeling could just pass. But if arousal does occur, then it likely it won't pass until you've acted on it. Responsive desire is a reaction to a stimulus. Growing interest in sex based on something happening that can trigger you. So touch, closeness or sexual contact, for example. So a more of a body reaction than a mental one. As with the example above, your partner is now undressing in front of you and you start to feel the desire to have sex with them. Or maybe they stroke your head and it sends tingles down your spine. I read a, a term coined by Dr. Patricia Love, which is a great name to have when discussing desire, by the way. And that's uh, in that quote, she said, you can either think of it as having a sexy body or a sexy mind. You either have a body that is sex ready or a mind that needs to be in the right headspace for sex. In most cases, but not with everyone, spontaneous desire fades as a relationship progresses. As your hormones begin to stabilise after the initial rush phase of being with somebody new. But please do listen to my podcast episode when I talk about what is love, what is healthy and unhealthy love. For more, um, for more information about this early stage of a relationship and those feelings on being in love that we experience. Now, once these do subside, you need to be aware that you may now have become more of a responsive desire person. And rather than feeling bad about this change, you can embrace it and use it within your relationship. Some ways of ensuring that you're still engaging in intimacy and maybe not necessarily needing it to lead to sex, but ensuring that you will still keep a physical bond or connection with your partner are to put some time aside to be intimate, kiss, cuddle or get naked together. Maybe send sexy messages to each other leading up to your time alone Undress each other if you are going to get naked. Caress and stroke each other's bodies. It is about putting your mind in a place where it is open to desire and then triggering the state of arousal. Experiment and see what kind of things work for you. I read a quote by Dr. Laurie Mintz that said, you either have sex to get horny rather than waiting to get horny to have sex. So let's look at the statistics when it comes to men and women, and the types of desire that they have. Now, study suggests that 75% of men fall into the spontaneous group and 15% of women, whereas 5% of men and 30% of women are in the responsive group. Now, this could be a small explanation to the myth that women have a lower sex drive or interest in sex than men because they respond to it rather than having the initial urges for it. These results also seem to come from studies with college students. So we can expect the men to rate higher at this age with all their testosterone fueled bodies and their first experiences of having sex. Oh, a toe, I want sex. There is a discrepancy in these numbers and so other types of desire have been named in order to fill these gaps. 
you could have mixed desire. And this is the term that's used to make up the difference. You may at times feel sexual interest from seemingly nowhere, and then at other times you need to be stimulated. And studies suggest that around 55% of women experience mixed desire and 20% of men. But you can also fall into another category used by sex therapists, and this is called contextual desire. Now, I think this one is very important because basically this is what it says on the tin. You will experience desire based on the circumstances that you're in at that very moment in that very time. So are you stressed? Is there family in the next room? Have you just eaten a big meal? Or are you exhausted or have things on your mind? When you're in a different state, then feeling desire and getting into an arousal state will be more difficult. The reason most people struggle with arousal and get performance anxiety is because they are in stress, fight or flight mode, and your brain can't do both states at the same time. And be aware that like all things that we try to give a label to, there will also be a spectrum and desire is no different and you will fall somewhere along that spectrum of how much desire you experience. But using some of the techniques that I mentioned earlier can help to take your mind off the things that are bothering you and enable you to engage with your partner in a more relaxed and then hopefully a more desirable way. Sexual desire will fluctuate over time. It waxes and it wanes based on the relationship that you're in, how long you've been in it, your life circumstances, your state of health and fitness and hormonal changes in your body. And I won't get into it now, but how you see and feel about sex in general will play a part in your levels of desire too. For instance, your first experiences and what beliefs you hold about sex and so on. So in very brief summary, we all feel desire in different ways. So the best you can do is to discover your own wants and needs and communicate with this person that you're going to be having your sexual relationship with. Nurture it in one another and have some sexually fulfilling time together. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, follow and review the show. That is very much appreciated. And please do reach out if you would like to know more about how you can create healthy, intimate relationships in your life. I will leave you with this quote from Carl Bond. Although we can't go back and make a brand new start, we can start now and make a brand new ending. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Relationship Guide.